This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. This week, our podcast is brought to you by BHP. Reducing greenhouse gas emissions in the production of copper is critical. That's why BHP has committed to solar, wind and battery agreements to help power their copper mine at Olympic Dam in South Australia. It's happening now at BHP. Visit bhp.com slash critical to find out more. This weekend's uprising in Russia had many of us scratching our heads and wondering what is happening over there. There was talk of private armies and the possible end of Putin's regime. And it all centred on one man, Yevgeny Prigozhin. So in this Squiz Shortcut, we're going to get you across who Prigozhin is, how he got so much power in Russia, and his involvement in Russia's war on Ukraine. Squeeze Shortcuts is the backstory to the big news stories. I'm Alex Tai. And I'm Claire Kimball. Let's start at the beginning and outline who Yevgeny Prigozhin is. Yep, that's a good call because he really is the name of the week. Mm. Uh, He was born in 1961 and he wasn't born into a rich family and he certainly wasn't well connected. Uh, In fact, he spent a lot of his 20s in prison. He was in there for robbery. By all accounts, he was quite an accomplished criminal. When he got out, though, he took to selling hot dogs on the streets of St. Petersburg. And from there, he got into fine dining and catering and made friends with one Vladimir Putin. Yeah, so Putin was on the rise at that time and Prigozhin was someone who advanced with him as he scored lucrative government and army catering contacts through that connection. Uh, Over time, there are pictures of Prigozhin in the background as some very fancy dinners that were hosted by Putin. That includes with foreign dignitaries like US President George W. Bush, also with Prince Charles. Yeah, it's really fascinating to see those photos now because you can see these incredibly powerful people and settings in the foreground and there in the background is Prigozhin. Mm. But Claire, this is where things take a turn because Prigozhin's ambitions weren't just limited to fine food and serving the powerful. In 2014, Prigozhin came up with a proposal to build his own army. Yeah, so this was back when Russia first invaded Ukraine. Uh, Russia, of course, did that when it annexed Crimea. Mm. And Prigozhin spotted that opportunity. Uh, Reports say that he went to Putin with a plan to do the Russian government's dirty work in those sorts of conflicts and to keep it at arm's length from the government. And that's how the Wagner Group was founded. Yeah, that was the beginning of the Wagner mercenary army run by Prigozhin. And Claire, it wasn't just Ukraine that they operated in. In 2015, Wagner troops also were sent to Syria, where they were accused of pretty brutal war crimes. They've also been deployed around Africa in the Central African Republic, Libya, Mali and Sudan. But it wasn't only military operations that Prigozhin was involved in. No, not at all. He is accused of being one of the masterminds behind the Russian troll farms that were spreading pro-Trump messages. Mm. Uh, Of course, that mis- and disinformation argument that's been had, uh, that was before the 2016 US presidential election. And because of that work, he's wanted by America's FBI. Pretty extraordinary stuff. And that takes us up to Russia's invasion of Ukraine early last year. So let's turn to that now. 
Before we get into what might be in the news next week, a message from our podcast advertiser, BHP. This week, they're keen to share with Squizzers how the resources they mine are key to the energy transition to renewable energy. Yeah, we often hear about the push towards renewable energy, but what doesn't get as much attention is the role resources play in making that transition possible. Take steel, for instance. It's a key material used in the construction of renewable energy infrastructure as well as in bridges, transportation, hospitals and schools. And a big part of it comes from iron ore. BHP says the importance of responsibly produced Australian iron ore is clear. And by that, they mean reducing the greenhouse gas emissions associated with iron ore production. It's why BHP has committed to a solar and battery agreement to help power their port facilities at Port Hedland. It's happening now at BHP. And if you want to learn more, visit bhp.com forward slash critical. You'll find that link in your episode notes. Right. So we've heard about Prigozhin's rise from prisoner to caterer to the leader of a significant mercenary army. And when Russia invaded Ukraine at the start of 2022, that invasion didn't exactly go to plan. Putin was expected to take the country in a matter of weeks, but the Ukrainian army proved to be a lot more resilient than he anticipated. And that is where Wagner gets involved. Yeah, and Prigozhin deployed a fairly unique recruiting strategy. He went to Russian prisons. He promised inmates that if they fought for Wagner and if they survived for six months, they would be paid and they would be allowed to go free. Ukrainian intelligence recently estimated that around 38,000 Wagner fighters had been recruited that way and that about 30,000 of them had already died. But it's not just prisons that Prigozhin recruits from. Today's reports say that Wagner has 25,000 fighters. Yeah, of course, there's a lot of that churn as some die and as some are recruited, and Mm. they have been involved in some of the bloodiest battles of the war. The long-running battle for Bakhmud in Ukraine's east is probably the big one to call out. Both sides decided to dig in there for months and months, and even though it wasn't a strategically significant city, it meant that a lot of fighters on both sides died there. In May, Prigozhin said 20,000 of his fighters died in the fight for Bakhmut. And it's that battle that sowed the seeds of this current conflict between Putin and Prigozhin. Prigozhin accused Russia's military leaders of not giving his fighters the support they needed in Bakhmut. Yeah, and worse, he accused the Russian military of killing some of his troops, including 30 of them, in an airstrike last week. And Mm. for weeks and weeks, Prigozhin has railed against Russia's military leaders. That's been via videos that have been posted to social media. The main guy that Prigozhin is after in these social media videos is a man named Sergei Shogu. He is Russia's Minister for Defence. And that tension between Prigozhin and Shogu is really important to understand the latest events. Another factor is that a big change was coming at the end of this week. Yeah, exactly right. So the Russian government had announced early in June that by the 1st of July, so this Saturday, Wagner fighters were required to sign contracts with the Russian military, essentially be absorbed into the official troops. Mm. Uh, That was an order from Shogu that Putin publicly endorsed. And it's an order that experts say likely motivated Prigozhin to organise the march on Moscow. As for where Prigozhin is now, that's just a big question mark. Yeah, it sure is. Uh, He's able to live in Belarus. That was a part of the deal that you mentioned earlier. Mm. Uh, But there's been no confirmation about his whereabouts. Mm -hmm. 
And that is your shortcut on Yevgeny Prigozhin. Claire, there is a lot more to be said about this developing story and what it means for Russia and for Russia's war on Ukraine, as well as what it means for Putin himself. Yeah, and we're going to get into that a bit later this week. Uh, We need a couple more days of developments under our belts, I reckon. But that's it for now. Thank you so much for listening and until next time. Kate Watson, co-host of News Club and The Weekly Wrap, jumping in here to say thank you for listening to our podcasts first and foremost. And if you like them, we'd really appreciate it if you could share them. Tell your mates about us. Tell your family. Tell your barista. Tell your hairdresser. Whoever you think might be interested in the news that we cover. You telling people about us is still the number one way we grow. Thanks in advance.